This is Walter Chancellor Jr., and you're listening to Jazz 88. Coming up this hour, or this half hour, I should say, is my friend Mr. Walter Chancellor Jr. He has a new single out that we're going to get to in just a moment, but we had a chance to do an interview via Zoom. So let's uh, welcome him to the show right now. I want to welcome to Jazz 88, my friend, Walter Chancellor Jr., and it's so fun. I get to see your face. We're on a Zoom meeting here today, and I'm in my home office, and you're in your home office, and hopefully I can figure out how to have people actually go to our website, jazz88.fm, and see the two of us in this interview. But for now, welcome to the audio portion. Walter, great to see you. Good to see you, Patty. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And I was so excited to see a new single come through my mail. And it is a party jam. I love it. Talk to me about this new single, Stepping Out. Well, thank you. Um, first of all, I kind of wanted, I, I wanted to do something uh, towards that culture of Chicago stepping. So I kind of wrote this song in the, in kind of the spirit of that. And as you can probably see on the cover, there's some steppers on there right. <laughs> in the background. <laughs> <laughs> They're stepping. They, they step all day and night on that CD. <laughs> so, oh, well, there you go. But um, I, I have a cousin in Chicago, and she frequents the, the steppers events. But, of course, everything is, you know, quarantined now. So she hasn't been get, getting out as much. But she always asked me, why don't you make a stepper song? Why don't you make a stepper song? So I kind of did something in the spirit of that. Well, how sweet. Give a shout out to that cousin. Yeah, Daphne Chancellor is her name. All right. Chicago, yeah. <laughs> well, um, you are an incredible saxophonist, and I want to ask you, did you originally, are you from the Twin Cities originally? No, I came from Des Moines, and when I first got here, guess who I met first? Your nephew. That was Jason. Oh, my gosh. Garage, me, him, and uh, you remember Daddy I? Yes. Yep. Yep, and we all were jamming and doing our thing in the in the garage. He introduced me to Jason, and Jason couldn't have been no more than 19, 20 years old back then. Oh, and with a passion for music that I'm sure made you smile. He's talking about Jason Peterson Delaire, another great saxophonist. Yep, and this was within the first, oh, it must have been the first month and a half that I got here, you know. So did you come up here specifically for work, Walter? Yes, I did. Uh, I quit my job one day. Uh, just quit it. And I went to my boss. I said, guess what, man, I'm out. And he just looked at me and he stuck his hand out and he shook my hand. He says, I know music's your first love. He says, you should be doing that. So I quit the job. And two months later, uh, paid a couple of bills off, came up here with $60 in my pocket and my little 280ZX2 two-seater filled with my records. And of course, I had to get some other stuff. I had to go back to Des Moines to get the rest of my stuff. But I came up here uh, on, in that manner. That's how I got up here. And then when I got here, I had a place to stay uh, for two weeks. And it was actually in a basement of a friend's. And uh, just, you know, just worked my way into the system up here musically. Oh, you sure did. Talk about some of the people you've worked with here in the Twin Cities. And that brought you to a more international focus as well. Talk about that a little bit. Well, the first person that let me uh, sit in um, on a grand level was Debbie Duncan when she was with the bunk with, when she was with the combo back in the day. Cynthia Johnson was in the band at that time. Her 
and uh, David Island was in the band. And um, I went down there. Everybody said that was the place to go to sit in and to meet musicians and get noticed and what have you. So I went down. I was like, oh, man, these guys are great. And David, of course, was just blowing, blowing oh, cr crazy. He's so great. What a he's great awesome. all-around awesome. saxophone player, too. And a good friend, you know. We yes. became friends over the years. And uh, so I sat in. And uh, I remember coming in the door. And David goes, yeah, so... Um, I had my alto sax case. He says, uh, you play trumpet, right? <laughs> and I did, That's I, David. I didn't, I didn't understand. <laughs> I didn't understand his humor at that time. Oh, and I kind of no. like, it kind of pushed me back. I was kind of like, I said, I like, you know, well, man, I talked to you before and I told you I played sax. He says, well, yeah, you know, Debbie wants to let you sit in. So come on up, man. So I sat in immediately after the, after I sat in, he came up, he said, man, give me a pencil and paper, man. I, I, I want to write your number down. So if I need a sub, man, I can have you sub for me. Oh, what so a compliment. Was really, it was really, it was really cool. And uh, that's when I met all the people in the band um, at the, the band of that time, you know, and uh, became familiar with the scene, of course, coming down there on a regular and meeting other people, you know, just through the crowd and things like that. That's such a, a, a royalty comes through there for sure to hear the combo oh. at Bunkers. And I, I know that they didn't have, they didn't have a weekend off until this COVID hit. And so right. they used to be, you know, Dr. Mambo's combo, if people right. are listening and remembering back 28 years, maybe now, but yep. um, so fun, <laughs> so fun to have, know that history, Billy Franz, he's still a part of it. So, and Margaret, right. Margaret Cox. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about you in this new recording, Stepping Out. You have a partner with you on this, and I wanted you to talk about that collaboration. Okay, Chris Big Dog Davis. He's worked with uh, Najee. He's worked with Brian McKnight. Uh, many, many people out on the East Coast. Uh, he's the music director, I believe, for, uh, at the moment, uh, Gerald Albright. So he's, Wonderful. he's in that band. And, you know, him and I started out in Des Moines. We had a little fusion band down there called Transition. And uh, we, it was just a jam session every Monday or Tuesday in a club there called the Universal Lounge. So we called ourselves the, uni the Universal Band. And uh, then we called ourselves Transition after a while. But we uh, started out recording on like four tracks. We were roommates as well. Wow. So we started recording on uh, four tracks. I remember that's when I had my job. My job would start at five in the morning. So one night I was asleep. I'm sleeping and I'm hearing all this rumbling kind of in the background and like, you know, sleeping. And I had to get up at four o'clock and I come down and Brock goes, man, you should have been awake. I'm like, what's going on? He said, man, Basie's band was in the house. What? And they were down there jamming. Yeah. on the We had a house and they were down there jamming with Basie's band. So, you know, those are the kind of connections I had with Chris. Uh, wow. playing in that band and you know having those kind of things swirling around us in Des Moines he left went to the east coast and then of course I moved up here yeah and then we reconvened and decided hey we got to start doing this but we we're doing things like on four track cassette uh tapes you know trying to learn how to record and things like that and that's where it started with the both of us how fun and what a passion it has remained for both of you so he's helped you with this one called stepping out and he did another one with you you said yeah, my previous release from last year, Beautiful Day. Yeah, Wonderful. He out on the production on that. And um, he also um, uh, mixed both of the tunes. So basically, here in my little spot, I do, you know, I put my music together. 
and it's probably I would say uh, I would say seven eighths done. Then Chris puts this one eighth on it that just makes it go. Oh, love you know, it! He, just, he has that magic. He just does, and his ears are great and perfect pitch, and he can hear frequencies nobody. Oh else can my gosh! So, I only know yeah. a couple of people like that. That's such a gift. Let's hear "Beautiful Day" right now, Walter, and we'll be back with our interview in just a moment. Walter Chancellor Jr. on saxophone there, wrote the tune, and uh, fun to have him as my guest. Name of that song is Beautiful Day. He's got a new disc out, and it's uh, a, a great tune called Steppin' Out. We're going to hear more about that. Hi, Walter. Thanks for being here today. Via Zoom, of all things. Yes, it is. Back to you and some of the folks you've worked with, because I did kind of step on the beginning of those stories. I, re- I know who you met when you first got here, but name drop a little bit. Who else have you worked with? Okay. Um, first of all, I worked with your brother, Paul. We worked together at IPR, and that's just on an educational front. But him and I worked together there, and it was always great seeing him. He, he was always just so cool every day. It seemed like there was nothing wrong with Paul. And I love that because if something was wrong with me, I could just look at him and then there was nothing wrong with me. You know? he's, he's, <laughs> he's a grounder for his big sis too. Yeah. Very, very, very positive. Yeah. So working with him, but uh, Debbie Duncan, Erica West, I've worked with Thomasina Petrus. Uh, I've worked with Bruce Henry uh, here in town on the local scene. Um, uh, Ray Covington. Um, Fun. You know, uh, it's just on and on with different people that I have I've actually worked with or come across uh, in certain gigs, whether a wedding gig or whether something in one of the clubs here. But you also did some work with Prince and people from within that camp, haven't you? Yes. Um, Prince, that was the reason I moved here. Ah. Because that was, that was popping off and Minneapolis was just really hot at that time. I came here in 87. So Minneapolis was really hot. First person I met was Jelly Bean, and he was kind of like perfect. You know, yeah, he he was he was like the uh, the uh, connoisseur of introducing me <laughs> to you know different people here. Popeye, um, Chance Howard was yeah. really big. Him and him and I played together in a lot of bands, and of course you know he works with Brian Calderson. Oh, do I ever? Candy, Candy Dolfer and and all those folks, and even Marcus Miller. And, you know so he's, fun he's been doing a lot and um you know that's when i came upon uh, getting closer to uh, to to prince and i was like whoa so then wow. from there um opportunity started to emerge because he was doing a lot of remixing for prince at that time uh back in uh the early 90s and uh he said hey man um uh, you want to you want to come out and play on this uh this uh, uh remix and it was a remix of Get Wild. So I just put some like wild sax and, wow. you know, kind of like um, a very audio affected kind of <laughs> horn sound uh, that was going and how it was mixed. And then from there, 
uh, got the opportunity to, I uh, got called out to come in and uh, play on uh, Emancipation, that record. How fun, Walter. Congratulations. My guest is Walter Chancellor Jr. We're talking about his newest release called Steppin' Out. And also, you know, what it was like for him when he moved from Des Moines here to the Twin Cities. And you're still working with uh, the new power generation, seems to me, right? Well, I'm not working with them now. I took Kenny Holman's place. Okay. Who was, he's, the, he's the main guy. He's their go-to guy for that Okay. Gig. You know, Kenny's played with them in the Hornet. Right. That's so right. Forth. So he was out doing uh, Phantom of the Opera uh, back, back here back in December. And so, and November it was actually. So I was asked to do four dates for him. So I, we went to Monte Carlo, then we went to Paris, and then from Paris we went to Brussels, and then Amsterdam was my last spot. How Scotland. fun! Oh, it was great. And thanks yeah. to Paris. Shout out to him for yes. asking me to do that. Him and Tony uh, were the ones that you know uh, wanted me to do the gig and suggested, and Sonny Thompson as well. Okay, well, and such dear friends, all of them. So, oh, yeah. Absolutely. Well, well, listen, I look forward to having the opportunity to hear you again. And I know, much like myself, your uh, chances to perform with uh, some of your friends and uh, this, the certain theme shows that you're doing are all wiped off the books. Yeah. Um, but I want to know if you ever considered putting a band together so you can finally start playing some of your own music. I, do, I really want to do that. And that's, that's my next move. And Good. <clears throat> for anybody out there, I'm seeking management. So <laughs> <laughs> and anybody knows how to do that with smooth jazz artists and so forth. Um, I'm moving in that direction to put a band together. And hopefully when this thing goes down, uh, I can start rehearsing here in my studio in my rehearsal space with the new band. Great. And, uh, represent uh, in a live setting, you know, the recordings. Beautiful. Well, I love the tune and I love you, our dear. growing friendship and congratulations on all fronts. And I can't wait to see you out in public when it's safe for all of us to be out again. Well, congratulations again. And we're going to hear that track right now here on Jazz 88. Thank Thanks, you, Walter. Yes. Thank you. And can I, there's something I want to say before I get off. Yes. Here. Everybody stay safe, stay well, and keep the contact slim. And when you want to listen to jazz, listen to KBEM. You're Walter Chancellor. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Walter. Thank you, dude.